Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. My name is Jimmy Palumbo, and I am the host of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. And all I like to do is say my name, Jimmy Palumbo, because you know what? Nobody else does. However, I will say this past weekend, uh, there was a lot of people calling out my name. Uh, no women, but a lot of people were calling out my name because I was on a film set, which was cool. And this is show number 40, and we're going to get to all that uh, film stuff in a second. Show number 40. Now, listen. Immediately when you hear the number 40, the first thing you think of is Andy Hawkins. I know that's what most people are driving. Someone drove off the road just now. You can go with Fran Healy hitting coach Charlie Lau for the Yankees, which is awful. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I, I could rattle off some other bad 40s, but I'm going to give a weird one. And it's not like I really like, I, I like the player, but I was, it was a little bit before my time, but it, not be, but it wasn't before my time because of one really main reason. And I'm going to go at number 40 for the Chicago. Chicago Bears, Gail Sayers. And here's why. When that movie, uh, Brian song came out with Billy D. Williams. I love Brian Piccolo. Yeah, Brian Piccolo. <laughs> you know, By um, the way, Dave Sturgeo here. And yeah, not, yeah, not Chris Gucci. Well, you know what? I... <laughs> You know what? I, I screwed up. That's Actually, okay. normally I usually say Chris Gucci behind the glass, but today, because mm. Chris is um, uh, on, on the injured list. <laughs> Put uh, on the IR. He, yeah, he's on. Uh, if he's like Daniel Jones, we'll probably, we, we won't see him for seven months now. <laughs> but um, Chris is uh, mending. I'll leave it at that. And so I got Dave Sturchio here behind the glass helping me produce this fine podcast. So he will be busting my balls as we go along. Um, and he just did a great little Billy D. Williams. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Gail Sayers. Only because when that movie came out, Brian Song, Brian, I think it came out in 71. There was a bad remake in, the, in 2001, which we, we don't want to talk about that. But it was like one of the, when you're little, like, I guess I was six, seven years old, and Brian Piccolo died, and blah. I didn't even know, like, the whole Penn State paternal thing. I didn't know any of that back then. Uh, and, it, and they aired it, like, three times a year, usually around the holidays and stuff. Perfect. And I remember, uh, yeah, it was like, <laughs> and, it, and at the end, he's crying. My mother was crying. It's people, the ultimate guy cry movie. Right. And, then, I, and then my brother, who was five years older than me, was like, oh, you know, Gail Sayers, really good, really good. Um, and he, he was, uh, he could have gone down as, like, the best back of all time. But he had brutal injuries to his knee at a time where those kind of injuries like he didn't really come back from like some guys didn't come back at all like they just they're, they're gone he came back twice from it um and he made the hall of fame but the reason why it's a little controversial here i looked at his whole like he didn't he made the hall of fame so He's not even the best running back in Bears history. Well, well, at the <laughs> time know. he was, but like he was a great player, but you know, he really only played four and a half seasons. The other seasons were like injured, he played two or three games and stuff like that. So, but it's a feel good story and he and he was a great humanitarian afterwards and the Brian Piccolo thing, but if you look at his stats like there's a lot of running backs like that should pro could probably make the Hall of Fame that maybe don't have the film and the story behind it. So, but growing up, Gail Sayers number forty, and there was a couple of guys like on the block that had like a number forty jersey on the Bears. So, I'm going to go with Gail Sayers number forty. Now, who do you got, Dave? Uh, I, I went. I went outside the 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 box here. Normally, you would think that if Chris does all the Packers, I would do all the Cowboys. But I'm going outside. I'm going to one of the biggest heroes to ever play the game of football, Pat Tillman. Okay. That's okay. My guy. I saw that, and I was like, you know what? He he, uh, he left the game, left the millions of dollars to serve his country, got, killed, got killed by friendly fire. Awful. And, Awful and, and I think, personally, I think the NFL should, should retire his number across the league. 
Like, nobody on any team should be able to wear 40. Kind of like Gretzky did with 99, but obviously for different reasons. But you know for what? this one, I, I think that'd be I, a cool Normally, thing. I, I agree with you on that one. That's incredible. Very, I don't remember, I can't, he's the only guy that left. You guys were talking about the Army-Navy game on your podcast yeah. today, and here's a, here's a kid that, you know, w w did all that, mm -hmm. and then he got made the NFL. I mean, he, wasn't, he didn't play for Army or Navy, but made the NFL, and then he bolted to go. That's unbelievable. Fight for he the went, country, went yeah. twice. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he, friendly fire, you know, that's awful. Okay, that's a very good choice. So, Gail Sayers and Pat Tillman show number 40. A couple of things we'll get to. Obviously, you know, um, there was there was a major uh, again we're, new, new t-shirts will be available called the stinks posse uh <laughs> so that's any of my stinks posse out there there's a lot of them uh, the giants um brutal giants are listen they're the worst team in football since 2017 like that's fact um and in a league where the lions still play in <laughs> so uh that's brutal and not only that they just seem to be a mess i know they have injuries but so does the rest of the league. And the guy that's injured, it's not like we have Aaron Rodgers and he's hurt. We have Daniel Jones, who was a giant question mark. They're just a mess. I really think – I was a fan of Judge. I think the Giants um, – I think everybody – You think he's one fact, and done? One and done, Judge? I think – I think, the, I think Or he's two gonna, and done. As a matter of fact, I think, what's, I think the Cowboys coming in, that's a horrific matchup for the Giants Spreads right 12. Now. Yeah, that's a high – and I know the Giants and Cowboys tend to sometimes – when the Giants were very, very good, the Cowboys would play them toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And when the Cowboys are very good historically, um, sometimes the Giants would play them very well. But I, I don't see it. I think the Giants are going to get smoked badly. I think, you know, Micah Parsons is going to have a great game. The Giants are a mess. they got to start all over. Uh, and I don't I don't even think John Mara is that good of an owner. Um, I, I, the, the Giants are a mess. They're a mess in every way. They had a shot. They could have taken Micah Parsons. They didn't. Now, are, are you are you okay with the Micah Parsons uh, comparison to LT right now? Because that's what they're starting no. to that's what they're starting to say. No, no. And I'll tell you why. My, I, I have Remember, LT is the only person, only player in NFL history to win defensive player of the year as a rookie. And they're talking about Micah Parsons being the second okay, one to do it. That's fine. But you remember this. Um, but, but when LT's rookie year, they didn't they didn't count sacks. And then when LT <laughs> started to play, they went, that's like, you know, so yeah, there that's you true. go. Him and uh, Gastineau, I guess, really were reasons why. Um, no, I'll tell you why. I think um, – um, He's having a great year, but you know everybody like calm down. <laughs> you know I he, he's having a great year. He's a rookie. He's sacking everybody. Can't really take anything away. Um, but you know, listen, like everybody wants to put him in the Hall of Fame, but like you know, it just takes one little nagging ankle injury. Of and, course, of course, all that stuff. I think so, there's just reasons. Uh, to I also be think the Cowboys have excited. a good defense, which allows them to do things. But again. I don't want to talk about the Cowboy game, but I, you and Chris are, you guys, you act like fans sometimes on your podcast. And I watched the game, and I'm like, Packers, I thought, were horrific. In the first half, they looked a little they, off. They, 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 the Bears stink, okay? <laughs> and that game was, was, was like... Very close. And of course, the Cowboys, I don't care who you're playing. You're up 24 nothing. You're having pizza. You're relaxing. When you're in an NFL game and you're up 24 nothing, and with 2-13 remaining, the other team has the ball and you're only up by seven, something went horrifically wrong. Now, obviously, it was a pick six. It was a Dak which, Prescott, yeah. Well, again, I don't know why they weren't running the ball there. Uh, they tried two in a row and then they... Run it and then you punt. I would have ran it too, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Cowboys had that little weird thing going on where they have... There's moments during the game where they play lousy. And the weird thing is you don't really hear... Like, Parsons... Like he 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 dominates and all of a sudden, 
it's like you don't hear from him for a little bit, whereas LT was a threat on every play. And keep in mind, what the a defense, offensive coordinator is going to have to do, and that just hasn't been enough time, they'll figure out a way. He's got it also now. LT started to get double and triple teamed. Yeah, and that's why on. guys like Leonard Marshall and Carl Banks, people say, oh, Carl Banks is really good, Leonard Marshall. Yeah, there was eight guys covering LT, and they had like, so it's different. So they're going to figure out some things. I think to me he looks a little light. Like, I don't think, I think LT was bigger and stronger than him. Different era for sure. But listen, he gets to the quarterback. He's fast. He closes. He, uh, I, I don't have anything, the guy's having a great season. And he should certainly be in the running for, I mean, he, listen, there's five games to go. And they play the Giants this weekend. So he could easily put a three sack up against the Giants, the worst offensive line in the league. And if he has, like, big numbers the last five, you're going to start talking about MVP, rookie defensive player of the year, defensive player of the yeah, year, he's gonna all that a, stuff. He might have a chance he, to have a lot of He's in line. Uh, anything, any defensive award, Micah Parsons is in line for it right now. Mm -hmm. Can't deny it. Nope. Um, you know, uh, and the Giants could have took but a lot of people passed on him. Um, no, the Giants decided to draft their sixth receiver. Tony, yeah, sixth receiver, which I actually like Tony. Yeah, played two games. He's, but he's, he's done just all right. been hurt. And you can't. <laughs> right. Listen, until until the guy gets on the field, um, I, I'm not going to give him a full stink, but I give Gettleman's got to go. He stinks. Uh, his draft picks, the Giants don't win the whole bit. My Knicks, they stink. Oh, no, the other part of the stinks posse is the Jets. The Giants and Jets are just in a state. Um, I think the Giants are the worst uh, they've ever been since 1925. This right is now? bad. It's a bad look. They yeah, a but bad they, look. a couple years ago, they finished no, worse. No, they're not. They finished 3-13 a couple uh, years you ago. You know what? It... it <laughs> They're bad now. It's 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 they're bad. Giants are a bad football team. You, the Chargers aren't that good, and they were getting pounded by them. And then the Chargers game, are eight and five. I mean, they're not. They're not. I mean, dude, that the game was it was thirty seven nothing or thirty seven seven. It felt like it was nine. The Giants stink. The Giants stink. <laughs> um, they just do. And the Jets stink. They're a mess. Uh, and I like their coach for some reason. I like the way he handles the press conferences. But the, you know, listen, Giants and Jets are the leaders of my stinks posse. There's no doubt about that. Then you got to throw in the Knicks. I know, Dave, you're a Knicks fan like me. Mm -hmm. I, we all knew it was. We all knew that last year was a little bit of an anomaly. We enjoyed it. We were like, we were like, you know what? We were like the guys who got laid for the first time, and now we think we can go to go to a nightclub every week and get laid. <laughs> What's That's up, exactly ladies? who you. We were like, dude, we got laid last week, and let's go to the club again. And then we're like, oh, well, no one's even looking at me right now. Right. The Knicks, like, oh man, they. They, they stink. <laughs> it's like, and you're like looking at Thibodeau. Thibodeau looks like, uh, speaking of gaining weight, he looks like a fat. Like when the Knicks lose, he gets heavier on the sidelines. <laughs> and speaking of that, which I didn't lead off with, I, I brought my scale into oh, the studio. I, I was wondering why you took your shoes I off. Know, and I was and like, where's he going? What is he doing? Because I like I, everybody knows I do the weigh-in before I get to the show, but I forgot to bring it up at the top because I got I got thrown off. I'm working with Dave today. We're gonna have a different show. And dude, I I just weighed in. 216.4. So oh. here's how it's been going. I started out 218.4. Okay. Then I went to 215. Then I went up to 217.8. Then down to 215. Last week was 213.2. Now I'm 216.4. And there's a reason for it. 213.2. Wait, you've gained three pounds over the weekend? Or one week? Yeah. You're disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong now, with There's you? reasons for it. I'm going to get to it in a second. Um... <laughs> Uh, well, uh, first, uh, but before we get to uh, that's what's going on with my weight. Before we get uh, a closure on that, um, I just want to mention real quick the Rutgers game, the the Purdue game was uh, absolutely wild. Wild. Um, listen, 
They played the Rutgers uh, will not make the tournament because they lost too many games already, in my opinion. Their schedule gets nasty now. The Big Ten games, it's cold in January. It's snowing in those cities. Yeah, because, you know, snow affects the court. Yeah, they, yeah, but no, it's cold. They, <laughs> the it's kids bro, get yeah. off the bus. Right. They got to go to at, like, at Indiana. You're not winning mm-hmm. those games. Um, I don't. They played. They they beat Purdue on a miracle shot. The rack was rocking. I'm happy for the fans. I almost had a chance to go to the game with my brother's tickets, but I couldn't. I had to do something with my daughter. Uh, you know what? Just a, one of those rare, happy, fun games. You watch that. They'll show that highlight to the end of time. Uh, but then, of course, you know everybody's like, "Yeah, Rutgers beat Purdue." Then you play Seton Hall on Sunday. And you're down by 16 the whole half. And they cut it to like six or seven in the last three or four minutes. But um, you got to beat, you know, if you, you want to make a statement, you bounce back, you beat Purdue, you go out and beat Seton Hall. That being said, Seton Hall's good. I think Seton Hall might be a little bit of a pain in the ass. They're in the top 20 They're now. always pesky. They feel like they right, always so compete. I'm disappointed in Rutgers season. They've lost too many games. So that's that. So, but the big news and what we're going to really chat about the rest of the show um, so um, I booked a, a movie. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the title just yet because uh, I don't know if they officially. Tyler that. Perry's. No, no. It, <laughs> I shot it down in Atlanta. Um, it was awesome. Uh, uh, it Listen, first thing is I haven't flown really in a while. Even I was in L.A. about two months ago. But the, what you got to do now when you go to the airport with the luggage and and to take your shoes off and your belt and you know have something I mean, that's been since like nine eleven. I'm not. Like- I know that it's, but it. I really was thinking about it. It's it's it's. Um, I think it's worse than it was twenty years ago. It's barbaric because back then they were like, stand here. Remove your shoes <laughs> now. Remove they put your you in that thing, or you yeah, got to yeah, put yeah, your yeah, hands right? up. Now, yeah. now they just have like bad employees going. I got to let the bug, and then if you don't do something right, they're like, "Laptops in your bag, your laptops in your bag," and they're yelling at me. And then some old lady's trying to take her shoes off, and then you got to take your belt. One guy's pants are falling down. I'm like, I don't want to see this guy's ass. And it, it, it's just it's and and they don't have the good lines. They they blend the lines. You're trying to get over to the right, the left. It's like oh, you want this. You know, it's like an advertisement for driving to the area. Yeah, I can't, I can't drive to Atlanta. It's too far. It's just, and then all of a sudden, then you get you 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 gather your stuff, but like buckets are flying by. Like, where's my laptop? Where's my bag? Where's That's this? the scariest thing. You and, let that thing go, and you're and like, it's like, am I ever going to see I this know. again? Like, it's a three thousand dollar laptop that's banging over things. Like, this is brutal. There's got to be a better way. Right. There has to be a better. Now, another thing is, then you land in Atlanta, and Atlanta's a professional airport. There's like there's it's like a hub. Things. It's, it's a nice. hub. It's like it's Newark. Newark to me is like the Port Authority with wings. Okay, <laughs> Newark, no, New Jersey. Please, I don't. You know what? I, raise the gas taxes even no. more, just to have Newark Airport. It's 2021. Okay, when you go to Newark Airport, I think it's like 1974. That's what it's like. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is such a bad airport. It's it's. They didn't do anything right there. It's a mess. It's busy. It's loud. It's obnoxious. Anyway, I was thrilled to be on a flight <laughs> because I was flying down to work. Seems on a like movie. your experience is really, really <laughs> no, good just, so far. You know what? I know. Listen, people fly. Would you fly? Would you fly? Uh, Delta. Okay. And I flew first class. Which, by the way, did you really? Yeah. On them. Yeah, on them. Sure, I didn't wow. pay for anything. Wow. But, but first of all, first class now is it, it's really nice. You you get point oh eight inches more of a seat. <laughs> I got crackers and a free drink, which I, on the way down, had a couple of bloodies. But um, on the way back, I, you know, I knew I had to come do this. I didn't want to get smashed on the way. But even the, even the first class on those smaller planes sucks. The whole experience sucks. Um, 
But uh, I had a great time. Um, the, the director, Miriam Bavley, couldn't have been sweeter. The producer, this guy, Peter John. I got treated like, I, I guess, you know, there was, um, there was some rapper names and stuff. I think some guys had success as a rapper maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Very music. Uh, That's um, a Chris thing. Very music-oriented uh, cast. Uh, but uh, we had Jackie Hoffman, a character actor who I wish I had her career. She's a couple years older than me, but she's, like, awesome. She was in that movie Kissing Jessica Stein. I worked with her once before, but I never got to do a scene with her. Um, but I got this was the most, you know, there's great crews and productions in New York and L.A., and I've been on them. And, you know, Atlanta, the, the production crew was, was top-notch, man. They... Um, I was at a nice hotel. Uh, I had somebody, uh, I had like a production assistant kind of in charge of me, like, Jimmy, you got to be here, where, where to go. They fed me all over the place, including some dinners. Which Hence the nice. three pounds, but go ahead. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it was, you know, that's a, you know. But it was great because, it's you know what it was? It's nice to work with people that are nice, and they're shooting a movie. Now, whether the movie becomes a hit or not, it's going to be on Netflix. I don't know. That's not what this is about. I'm not going to. I just did a bunch of scenes. I don't know. I'm not editing. I'm not, you know, that right. kind of thing. But it was nice to be treated. And then, you know, what happens? People start to go on their phones and they Google you. So at, you're there. After a while, it's like, hey, man, you were on this. You were on that. So there was a bunch of young people, I would say, in, in their oldest one was like, you know, 30 maybe. So between 22 and 30. And they were like, you were on Friends, you were on Friends. So I started, I had a blast with that. I was like, so I want it on my tombstone. I was on Friends. That kind of deal. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, guys, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> Stuff like that. And they were asking me what everybody was like, so I was doing material about that. Um, much of what I covered on my podcast already. I also was like, I was Johnny Podcast all weekend. Yeah, listen to my podcast. Listen Good. To my, oh, I blasted that's where That's where it's Some at. Some people like, oh, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. Um, we shot at the University of Western Georgia. West okay. Georgia, Western Georgia. I don't know if it's a D3 school. Um, beautiful campus, but there seemed to be like nobody there. I don't know. I guess they broke for uh, um, the holidays or whatever. Um, beautiful campus. And I got treated like, you know, listen, they, they were, uh, especially the director, she was always calm and cool. And I was asking her because there was a couple different ways I could have gone with uh, with my character in terms of being, Is I played a guy who was in charge of a prison. And the like um, corrections officer, yeah, but okay. like the head guy. Oh, so he okay. had me this real dapper suit. Which Saw was, that according to your Instagram, which got yeah. a lot of love. I know, with that, I, with that know behind what? the even, scenes even, stuff. Even the uh, the we got to war. First of all, how do I? The wardrobe guy couldn't have been nice. He's from LA. Supposedly he's a big time wardrobe guy. Um, very um, how do you word it? Uh, flamboyant, creative type. Surely. awesome outfits on each side. Like he was every. I was like, dude, you're dressed better than anyone here. <laughs> and he had a, a lovely assistant uh, named Jeanette. And they, they, my buddy Mike. Another thing, my buddy Mike Rowan, who's uh, who directed um, Game Day, which led to Beer League. A lot mm -hmm. of my friends and family know him for sure. He lives in Atlanta, so he met me. Um, and we're at the hotel and. He, I said, listen, I'm not going to have any booze or anything, but you know, he, so he brought some, he brought some wine, he brought some bullet bourbon. So I didn't know we were having wardrobe. So we, we got the room. We haven't seen each other in four years. So I start, we started, you know, I poured myself a nice bourbon. He poured himself a little vodka something. So we were just BSing and uh, saying what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I get a call. Thank God. Like I, I had like four sips of my bourbon. Hey, Jimmy, we got to do wardrobe now. We're going to come, you know, right to your room. So in walks this guy and also uh, Jeanette, who's this tall, beautiful girl, blah, blah, blah. And so they're in my room. Thank God I was only there an hour because my room was, like, not messy. We were like, I was like, hey, uh, 
like I was like, hey, we didn't know you were coming, so we started. <laughs> we because <laughs> you know, it was only like four o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Yeah, perfect I'd, time I'd, to I'd start. Work, I had to work the next day, so I wasn't gonna get smashed. And uh, so finally, I said, hey, does anybody anybody want a bourbon? I got it here, ice and everything. And she kind of gave me a look like, ooh, I want a, I want that. I said, so then she looked at her boss. And she goes, all right, just one, just one. So I poured her a uh, nice pour. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to get a chopper that gets through. <laughs> Seeing eye. But uh, we ended up, uh, uh, we did the wardrobe thing. And uh, so at the end, when I left last night, you can't travel with booze. I, I had about half the bottle left. And um, so uh, I said to her, I said, listen, are you going to be back at the hotel where you're staying? Because I want to give it to you because you're going to be here for another 10 days. And I can't, otherwise you just got to pour it out. Like, well, you can't right. take it with you. So she was like freaking out that she got a half a bottle of bullet. I was like, there nice. you go. So that we had a lot of fun with that. Um, and I, they made me look suave. I had like a night, I looked like a little bit of a badass. Yeah, you, you know? did, you did. But it was, that was a, there's a gross part of the scene. I don't want to give it away until it gets closer. Um, I, I, I did, there's something that was like gag, people are going to gag at that I really? do. It's really gross. Um, like a personal hygiene thing. I'll leave oh, it at Christ. that. Mm. But uh, it was fun to do. They had like, it was fake and everything. So, uh, but Jackie Hoffman, it was weird. Like we were trying to figure out what we were doing. She was doing this German accent and I didn't know whether to play it like, Hey lady, you're an asshole or, uh, cause I didn't want to give this prisoner up cause they, they need to do an experiment on the prisoner. Mm. And, um, I try to let her know, like, this guy's bad, you know, that kind of deal. But it's almost like we did it in a campy way, so it was, I didn't really know, and the director was great. She was walking me through, try it this way, do that way, this, that, and the other thing. And um, it was cool. And the Southern hospitality, man, uh, yes, sir, no, sir, Mr. Palumbo, everything was Mr. Palumbo, Mr. Jimmy Palumbo. Wow. I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm on like, I'm top in, of the world. On top of the world. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'll be in Atlanta Airport on Monday, miserable. <laughs> um, but there, uh, you know, and you know, sometimes that Southern hospitality, they they act friendly, and then as soon as you turn your back, you get the knife, you know. <laughs> but they were like the young kid, talent coming through uh, when you when you walk into the set, they yell it out on the. I'm like, I was like, I said, stop using that word talent. I don't feel like I don't have any. I don't have any. Like, <laughs> stop that. Just say, just say Jimmy's coming through. That's, I'm Jimmy. They were like, uh, Jimmy Palumbo's coming through. Jimmy Palumbo's coming through. I hear it on everybody's walkie talk. Yeah, I said, oh, guy, man. stop that. That's obnoxious. There's nobody. It's just Jimmy. Just I'm right behind you. Don't tell anybody that. Um, and the makeup people were like. They were putting like cake. You know, my, I get like the frizzy sometimes. You know, they were like cake and makeup on my hair and all that stuff, which is like gross. But uh, it was totally, um, you know, uh, the most like one of the more professional crews I've been on. And I was like, Lewis, I'm in a film. This is really great. I'm making a few bucks, and I got to go home. And but on Friday night, we decided, me and my buddy Mike, that I was going to get his car to his hotel, and then we're going to go out and have dinner after we had a burger or two go out to dinner, and then I would Uber back. I was figuring I'd get home like 9, 30, 10, and then my call time wasn't until 10 a.m. on Saturday. And I didn't realize we were kind of 45 minutes outside of Atlanta. Mm. So they were, everybody was using the word Uber and Lyft. Like, I heard it. So it's Friday night, okay? And I know Friday night's busy for Uber, but, like, you know, I figured I may have to wait 15 minutes. Dude, two hours. You waited two hours for an Uber? Nobody was coming. Now I was wow. about two and a half miles away from my hotel, and as a matter of fact, I went on I went on a, a Google Maps and like on foot. It would have took fifty minutes to walk home, but it would like it would have been like over highways. Like I was like <laughs> I was like both if ways. I, I was like 
that's a nice. You know, you'd be surprised. Like you, you know, you had you just ate, you had a couple cocktails. Now you're gonna walk two and a half miles, and it was like it's like forty degrees and windy. <laughs> like what am I doing? Finally, I was trying everything. Finally, some guy, uh, some guy just showed up. I'm twenty two minutes away. I had to wait another twenty two minutes. It was really two hours for it, and I almost, I almost was gonna call one of the production. I would have walked, man. I would have walked. Well, I knew I had time, and I was sitting with my buddy anyway, and I wasn't going to see him the next day. Right. So we were it was like two buddies sitting in a shitty Hampton Inn lobby. You would have weighed in a lot less had you made that walk. I, I shouldn't see that. I, <laughs> I was just letting that. you know. See that? Dave just called me a fat bastard. <laughs> but um, it was nuts. I mean, and then... Uh, uh, so I got home, and then I realized that all my scenes were Saturday morning. Like, literally... All the heavy lifting that I had to do was like right away. So I don't, you don't know the director, you don't know anybody. I'm like, and on Saturday I did like I was like a holder on extra points, you know, I had like <laughs> four lines. So I show up and I'm like, and you know your lines. And I went over me and my buddy Mike. He went over the lines with me, so I knew him. But then you get on the set, you're in, you got your wardrobe on. And now you're behind the desk and you got you have to act, actually answer the phone. All these little actor things, you know. And I was like. I don't know my lines. I don't know. Why am I here? This is awful. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That guy called me talent over there. I'm I know, not talent. They call me talent. <laughs> and all of a sudden Jackie Hoffman comes in and she's a great character actress. And I'm like, but then in the beginning we were like, I, we were both like, like two boxers who were shitty in the first round. And she was like kind of off on her lines. And all of a sudden I noticed like by the fourth take, because you do rehearsals and they do a camera take and you do a million takes of these things. Next thing you know, I know it's like she was like a boxer who was like hitting the jab, you know what I mean? Like bop, bop, bop. She, she got into a rhythm and it helped me because I got into a rhythm and I only had to call out line once. And then the director broke it down because she wanted to break it up, made it easier to do as well. Um, but it was just, uh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. And also on the way down there from the airport, the guy picked me up. He looked like a young Willie Nelson. There's no other way to describe it. He was he was like a redneck, and I made a joke. I was like, ah, I was like, where are we heading? To? Is the area we're going to like, uh, you know, where are we headed? He's like, ah, man, as redneck as you can get down that way, you know. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, well, I'm a redneck. I said, well, listen, I'm from New Jersey. We have Guidos. You guys have rednecks, you know. And so he was started telling me stories about his dad's trucking company and all this different stuff. And I'm like digging this guy. I was like, if he, if he starts playing the guitar, I'm going to be like, a, you know, all over it. But a little shout out to a guy named Bill Brown out of Atlanta. Um, and then, uh, you know, after Saturday, we got done. And then I, uh, I knew I had a late call time on Sunday. So I ended up, I said, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and uh, get a little something to eat. So I went into the town, which was only like, uh, maybe 200 yard walk and I suddenly aged in from the walk from my hotel to the <laughs> bars I aged in I was like Dorian Gray at one point <laughs> I I didn't realize there was like five bars one was an Irish pub one was like a restaurant but one of the some kid told me yeah they're all restaurants but after like 10 o'clock they become you know uh, like bars you know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now.
you forget when you're in like kind of a college town, man. The first bar I went into, I went up there were there was no one over twenty three in the bar. No one, including the bartenders. I looked like I was like an aging LeBron. I was it was it was you know when you realize I can't you know, and I was already in and the guy like hey sir, you wanna order a beer? So I went there. And I just bought, I got like a Miller Lite. I'm like, and I stepped back. I was like, I can't, I'd rather go home to my hotel room and drink my bourbon than do this. Right. So I get outside. I try the other place. I walk in and everybody looked 12. I was like, oh my, <laughs> as far as I was, it was my daughter Natalie's friends moved to Georgia. That's what it looked <laughs> like to me. And all I wanted to do was have a little sports run, have a couple beers, maybe get, you know. Um, so finally I ended up, I, one guy outside I was like Is there any local music Go see a band or something Is anything around here He's like No not tonight We do that more on Thursday nights Whatever So I go I just you know I'm from Jersey I'm an old man There's gotta be some place in here Where someone You know Where's the over 40 club Yeah where's the over 40 <laughs> club here He's like Oh man He goes And he looks at me He goes you know what you should try, man? He gave me a weird look. He's like, you should try the alley cat. Go to the alley cat. So I'm like, where is it? He goes, oh, it's right around the corner. But I'm thinking, this is where you get mugged and oh, killed. Oh, you're this getting killed okay. But I was like, moment. I was in one of those moods. I'm like, you know what? Guy says, go to the alley cat. God damn it. I'm going to the alley cat. I think he said, go to the alley cat. <laughs> like, what? I, was, but <laughs> I will admit, I was a little like, where he goes, yeah, there's a real funky crowd in there. And I'm thinking, how funky can the crowd be in Carrollton, Georgia? Okay. So I, mean, I lived in New York City. I lived in LA I mean how fucking could it be so I walk in and you couldn't it was a door and you couldn't really see what was going on in the bar and I just left three rocking bars girls dancing on a bar and shit like that you know it was like I would have stayed there I would have stayed there I don't not, care not, it, I don't care if you're the creepy old I man did, in the corner I, I would have stayed there no there was no it was it was it, I couldn't I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong I know I, five or ten minutes I like it's good to see what the kids are doing you know what I mean it's like you know. It's, I, I felt like a, I felt like an old offensive coordinator. Run the ball. Let's just run the ball. You know. Uh, I look like, like young. Here. I look like George Hallis. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody gets that, I'll send you five dollars. So, uh, so I walk into this place, and there's only there's no bartender. Okay. There's a jukebox like with records in it. Wow. And there's. Th Three people at the bar. These two women who are probably forty, mm -hmm. and this kid who was probably like thirty-five. All right, more your speed now. I mean, but no, there's no music on. And I said, first thing, this is how you know you're in a shitty place when you go, "Hey, you guys open?" <laughs> and you go, "Yeah, come on in." That's great. So I said, then I noticed there was like a little band set up, like a little uh, microphone and stuff like that. And um, did you take the dude like twenty? So I said, there, like, I walked. Out, I said, hey, you got, "Is there music here tonight?" The guy goes, "Yeah, I just can't find my guitar player. I don't know where he went." I was like, "Oh, so I go up to the bar." So that's the band. Yeah, oh. I was talking to the guy. So I walk up to the bar, and there's no bartender. And it's pour like, your own here at the alley cat. Like, that's what it was. I'm like, so I'm, looking, and I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh, this place is bad. This is like a bar that you know. So all of a sudden, I hear the the, the guy who I just said hello to, one of three in the bar. Yells out like, Rick, Rick, there's somebody here. Some guy comes around and back, looked like he was in the Grateful Dead you know, in 1974. <laughs> and um, he's like, hey, man, what can I do for you? I was like, oh, you know what? I'd like to get a drink at this bar. That's what it is. It's a bar. You're not going to imagine. So he's like, yeah, I got some really cool IPAs. You want to try one? And I was like, all right. I took a sip. I'm like, dude, I don't like this. It's funky. Um, so I ended up, so you got a local beer up there. He goes, yeah, I got this, uh, something like pit town lager or something from right down the street. So I said, I took that. So I sit there and I'm drinking the beer. There's no, 
It was like being at a wake. I'm like, what am I? Jimmy, you're going to go home. <laughs> With that, I see the guy. He goes over. He puts a guitar strap on. And then this other Willie Nelson-looking guy comes comes out. It's actually Willie Nelson. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> Willie Nelson. And they, all of a sudden, they start playing some tunes. But it was like cool and shitty. They were off a little bit. I play in a, uh, you know, I sing in a local band by me sometimes. And what? I couldn't. Yeah. Oh wow! Red label, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, Jimmy. I can I can hold the tune. All right. So I'm watching. So I start yelling out, you know, Molly Hatchet, Almond Brothers, and they're like, "Oh, we already played that." Like, okay, well, it's just me though. Play it again for <laughs> hey, me. Hey, does anybody out there have any requests? And they're like, "How about you, old man?" It's just you no, by it's yourself. Just me. It was it was the two women. Uh -huh. So finally, I thought they were in the band. The, and the, well, the, the two women, the one girl yells out, uh, "You're not from around here, are you?" I'm like, "No, I'm from New Jersey. I'm only here till Monday. I'm shooting a film." And so I ended up sitting by them, and the one girl was the boyfriend of the one guy, mm. and the other was a friend. She goes, I've never been here in my life. It's like, this is awkward. There's nobody here. I was like, well, how long have these guys been playing? I'm like, they're like, this is their first time. So they, And they don't even have a set list, but they actually knew a lot of songs pretty well. So next thing you know, um, they start singing a song, and a couple other people came in, and this black girl came in, and she grabbed the microphone and just started singing like right along with them. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, anybody can just hop in with them? She goes, I guess so. They don't care. So next thing you know, like a wedding came in. Like someone had gotten me, you know, after wedding, they were looking someplace. Yeah, yeah. And so they started doing a couple tunes, and I just I just said, you know what? I just wrote, I sang like three songs, brought the house no, down. No, you didn't. Yes, people were going nuts. They were like, <laughs> where's the and video with yeah, this? And the guitar player was like, oh, man, Jim, you can really hold this thing. Who are you? I'm like, I'm Jimmy Plumbo of the Jimmy Plumbo Show. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. pathetic. Once upon a time, bad seven oh six. And then they went to. Then they did a. Uh, um, oh my God. They did a Prince song, and the black girl came up. It's one of the. You don't have to be rich to be my girl. You don't. Is it Prince? Who the hell is that? They did one a popular song, and I don't know. There's no words, and I just I, I just started improving with her. Just like just started popping so bad. But when I sang my songs, I belted it out, which was cool. Um, I had no idea, man. But, that's, that's but it was like I'm sitting myself and go, this is so, uh, you know, like embarrassing. You know, what, <laughs> what am I doing in, in Carrollton, Georgia? And then um, on. Uh, so that was uh, that was Friday, and then Saturday um, I also went because I had, had to go back. I had to get something to eat, so I went to this restaurant. It was I went a little earlier, and then I went back and I was able to. Uh, uh, the cast was hanging out at the Courtyard Marriott in Carrollton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, I, I listen. I know I heard you say this morning it's it's a uh, there's positivity in the air because Jimmy Plumbo's not here. Okay. <laughs> I, what do you want me to say? I don't think the Cowboys played that well on Sunday, and I don't think the Packers played well. I don't think well. the Cowboys and played And the that Giants well stink. Um, and Dak didn't have a good game either. Anyway, that, no. I digress. We we have to discuss something in, in our society. Okay. Go on. I'm going to be political here. Uh oh. Here we go. This is where you lose everybody. Right. <laughs> Wait, shall okay, I ready? No, no, ready? No. no, what I mean by political is what happened to hotels in America? Okay. The Courtyard Marriott, they. They, there's no one there to assist you. In there's no staffing. There's no there's no staffing anywhere. No, no, it, but no, no, but it's not because of the pandemic. They they have a Starbucks bar. They make it sound like on the website, full restaurant, full bar. But the lady checking people in is the lady behind the counter. <laughs> is also the and bistro. It's also the bistro. <laughs> and everything is just in the microwave. It's like, oh. and they're serving like like asparagus out of a microwave and right next to it. And I, people, there was like a long line. I'm like, what? This place is nuts. And then 
Of course, I get up and they, they they didn't have towels in my room the first night. And who comes up? The lady who just made me <laughs> asparagus is coming up with my towels. Like, and this is a big. So she's a utility player, is what you're utility, saying. I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> there was a lot of clubhouse. She's a clubhouse guy. Clubhouse guy. Uh, you know, I was like, <laughs> this is nuts. And then the, the like you go down there and there's certain hours where you can't get coffee. Now, usually they have a little coffee on the side and those urns. You can get yourself one. And then once you, they have an area where you can get snacks and stuff, but there's nobody to, to purchase it. In other words. Nobody to ring you up? Nobody to ring you up. So, like, at least five times I went in and grabbed, like, I don't know, I went, I water and this. And I'm like, hello? hello? <laughs> and it wasn't that late. It wasn't three in the morning. It was, like, you know, nine o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, can I help you? And they come out from behind the back, like children of the corn. They just appear. <laughs> and when he says, can I help you? I'm like. This guy doesn't know whether I say I want to check my water out or I want a coffee. I need towels. Like this guy, what I tell this guy, I was like, this is nuts. So I finally, I just put it on the room, but the room wasn't in my name. I'm like, put it on the room. It's just a bottle of water. What are you going to do? Uh, it wasn't even complimentary? Like, no, no, but there was nobody. I ended up getting popcorn. And one night I went out, I heat the popcorn up. They have a microwave in there. But I walked out and said, hello. I just, I figured there's cameras. Charge my room the popcorn. What's it, what it going to cost for uh, buttery Act 2 popcorn? 8.50. You know I, mean? <laughs> I was like, nice. this is just nuts. There's no people there. And then the every morning someone was, I, I forgot to put the thing on the outside of the door that says, you know. So they're housekeeping. So you. all over the place in the room. There's advertisements to tell you, like, basically, they're like, we don't want to do anything for you ever. <laughs> like, no, we don't want to bring you towels. Save the earth. We don't want to dump. We don't want to make your bed. We don't want to vacuum. Like, if, if you let us know to do nothing, we will do nothing and charge you for this room. Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, this is so finally every morning. Dun, 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 dun. I say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, I'm, finally, I'm sitting there. I threw my sweatpants on. I'm like, uh, she goes, yes, because I room classic. No, I, I didn't you hear me yell out that, you know, because yeah, I did, but I didn't know what you said. I'm like, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. She's just hearing, <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to keep knocking. But I forgot to that's hang so the funny. thing on the outside. Oh, that's a, that's so a then, rookie, so I, rookie yeah, mistake. Rookie mistake, you know, <laughs> Ernest Miner. So then this morning, Sunday, okay. It's Monday. I mean, uh, Monday, excuse me. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to get, I wanted to get, wait. I slept in. I knew I had to get they had a car service for me, going to the airport, heading home. And I I just threw my pants on, threw a sweatshirt, a hat head, just threw my hat on, went down to get wanted to get a cup of coffee. I had some I wanted to prepare my podcast a little bit. I was down there for all of five minutes. There was nobody there. I actually got the coffee because the lady came from behind the counter, walked all the way to the other side, the and made my towels. Coffee. How would you like your coffee? I'm like well, just pour it. And it just, <laughs> I was so disgusted. And then I said, I had $5 out to pay for it. She goes, oh, I got to ring you up over there. Then we had to walk back to the front. I think this is insanity. You're a, you're a courtyard Marriott. You're a multi-billion dollar national, international company. You're not one of those guys that are going to go on like Yelp and like just write oh, reviews. I would abuse like it. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I go back up to my room. I see the, the cleaning carts in front of the room. I walk in. The whole room. I had all my stuff out. The whole place is being blown out by this lady. <laughs> I walk in. I go, hey. Uh, she goes, She goes. Uh, how can I help you? I'm like, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not checked out of this hotel yet. <laughs> she had everything ripped up. Though. My computer was moved aside. I said, so she goes, oh, I'm sorry. So she continued to make the bed. I said, I'm checking out in about an hour and a half. She stared at me. So she had the door propped open. So now I'm like, all right. First of all, I had to go to the bathroom. Okay, so she's 
So I wait, I did the old, like, let me wait 30 seconds. Let me finish making the bed. 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes. She started to go. I said, hey, uh, I, you know, this is still my room. Um, I, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I said, don't touch. I still have to shower. I'm explaining this woman. Like, <laughs> I have to have an ablution. I have to shower. And she's staring at me. She wouldn't leave. And I was like, then I thought, hey, wait a minute. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I thought. Some of your deepest, darkest fantasies are about to come true. Well, I was like, you know, man, this would be a nightmare for you. Uh, uh, but. I was like, wait a minute, check the schedule, man. I didn't see a little Monday early uh, a rain delay game from back in April. Twilight doubleheader. And the Yes Network is playing that music when it's during the rain. Like, bah, 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 bah. That's so funny. On an old new. Anyway, so uh, she wouldn't leave. Finally, I just literally, I said, I said, no, you, I said, Get I, gotta, the I, 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 I almost said that. But I said, I said, hey, I have, I have to make a phone call. And she stared at me. I'm like, and I don't want you to hear the phone call. She speak English? What she to speak to me is perfect English. Okay, so then she's just like, being ignorant but, at this well, point. She, oh, it was, I should say perfect English, but it was like clear she was, uh, you know, uh, you know, English was a second language. <laughs> yes. And then she left like, then she comes back in with towels. I said, no, no, I have enough towels for my one shower, and then I go home here. Uh, it was just the oddest thing of all time. I it was like, so five stars. Is, you were ready for a courtyard uh, five stars. No, these hotels they don't. They don't want you. It's like that. Have you been to uh, that store Aldi's yet? No. Okay. Aldi's is a supermarket. But what they do is they just have the food on pallets and they literally bring it in and drop so it's like it. Costco? It's smaller than that. You have to put a quarter in to get the uh, your carriage out. You have to pay to get a carriage out. Why? What? The and then when you bring the carriage, when you plug the carriage back in, your quarter comes out. So deposits, you don't go home with yeah, the. Right. With the like, where am I going to go with the carriage? <laughs> Put that in the trunk. There's, there's part what? of me that's like, you know what? I'm going to steal this carriage. Right. Right? It's only 25 cents. And then all the, all the products in there, instead of Hellman's, they're like Mymans. Uh, it's and it's the same off. color. Like Instead of Chips Ahoy, it's like Ahoy matey cookie chip. Or something. It's like all close, but it's, not. Uh, my dad had the same thing. He would uh, he would bring home cola. <laughs> right? oh. It was ShopRite Cola. ShopRite Cola. Not Coke. Cola. cola. And, and I fell in love with it for a little while. I, I was like, I never want to go away from this. It tastes better. No, I know. You know what? The uh, like the raspberry is really good, too. You remember growing up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we grew up with the bed. The Mountain Dew in the green bottle, where it, would be, it was Mountain Lightning. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, what is this shit? Well, that's the same, same stuff. But that's what this Aldi's is. But the whole store, only four four employees are in the store. Yeah, it's bad. And when you re when you when you clock out the money, they throw everything back in the carriage. They don't bag it. You have it's to like like step aside. Yeah. And 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 like no, it's even you got it. It's it's it's, it's again it's barbaric. <laughs> I, I was like my mother. There's an Aldi around here. Up by me in Burton oh, County. Okay. There is. So I'm like, what, the, 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 you know, you go to a quick check. You have to check yourself out. You have mm -hmm. to, I, at this point, I'm like. I said to myself, if I stay in the courtyard Marriott like another week, I'll, you know what? I feel like saying, where's your laundry room? I'm going to do my own laundry. I'll do my sheets. I'll do, you know, and listen, if I stay for free, I'll clean four of the rooms down the hallway. Oh, my God. It was just, uh, it just, it just is something that's completely in, in, insane about that. But uh, uh, what was that noise? Something just dropped there? Uh, plane's coming in. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my, uh, so yes, I was in a movie. You know, I guess I should <laughs> Say the title of the movie. The title of the movie is I wasn't going to do it, but I guess I think I should. This is where it gets fun. good. It's well, first of all, it's part of a series. It's part right? of a series. Yes, okay. the, the first one is on Netflix now. Currently, right now, right streaming now. on Netflix. Okay, it's called the app that stole Christmas. <laughs> okay, coming later this year, two thousand twenty-two series show number two. 
is the drone that stole Christmas. Okay, so that's what you're in. Yes. No. Oh, wait. That's they, already in the can. That's it, coming out. Okay. And then the number three. Featuring. Featuring. Jimmy Palumbo. A young Jimmy Palumbo. Even though I'm by far the oldest cast member in the movie. It's the microchip that stole Halloween. <laughs> so you're a Halloween guy. All right. Halloween guy. So that's the name of the movie. That's not even a working title. That's officially the title. I think because you know what it is? You know those bad movies that are on Hallmark and it's all about like romance. Girl goes back to the hometown, meets the guy she's totally. in love with. Every year. Yep. It's that, but they add technology. It's like instead of romance, it's technology. So there's Got microchips it. being implanted in you know, in people's heads and all that different stuff. But it's all like kind of like the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine that stole Chris. The vaccine that stole Chris Gucci. <laughs> That's going to be the fourth in a series. The vaccine that stole Chop Sports. <laughs> like Available it. only at the Avenel. Also, another announcement. Ah, there we go. There you go. We good seg. Good that. seg. Now, now that I'm fat. Um, <laughs> now, now that you, this is the perfect time for you to be in front of people. And plus, you know what? And, and it's not like I have about 15 Christmas parties to go to between now and the end. So exactly. I am. I am. I, the well, goal, run deep. So there's plenty of parties. <laughs> the goal was to like. You know, instead of making it January first, I decided to go a little, a couple weeks before. That way, kind of get into the mode of mm -hmm. like, don't be a fat bastard. And I, I am struggling from the, you know, what I mean? <laughs> Palumbo is not getting it One done for here. his last twenty-two. I best. did try to get to the Omni in Atlanta. I, I wrote that guy, down. Guy didn't even know. Like, he didn't, I'm so uh. he was old enough to know. I always got annoyed at him. I was like. Hey, where was the Omni? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I'm like, the Omni. I even did the voice, like, getting involved. <laughs> like here, I did over the weekend, Jimmy Choo. That's oh, the he was. Well, me and Dave were just talking about um, personal non sequiturs where uh, his. Uh, Someone in his family mentioned Jimmy Choo, and you just. Like, just Jimmy. I, I blurred it out. I'm like, Jimmy Choo. And I, like, everybody's like, what? And I'm like, oh, nothing. Forget it. I do it all the time. I just thought of I was. Uh, 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 I was with some cast members from Man TV. We were in Vegas, and I just saw this beautiful big hotel, and like, and Bob Shepard used to, uh, you know, do the Giant games, and Vince Farragamo threw like for four touchdown passes. The Giants lost twenty eight nothing. I remember that very well. And I just looked at the building and went Farragamo. <laughs> the guy Dave goes, "What do you mean Farragamo?" I was like, "Oh, Vince Farragamo, the Giants." He's like, "So." He goes, you looked at the building. Are you went, okay? Yeah. Like, so I saw him five years later. He's like, are you still looking at big buildings and rattling off quarterbacks <laughs> that were good in the 70s? <laughs> so sometimes we do the, we just yeah. blurt things out that mm -hmm. make absolutely no sense. Or it's like when you, uh, when you're in the car by yourself with the window down and a song comes on the air and you're singing along, but it's like a Helen Reddy song. Like you make me feel like a natural woman. All of a sudden you pull up to a car and the guy's looking at you. You're like, Oh, sorry about that. Yep. Roll it up. <laughs> Roll it up. Notice how we did that. Both of us did this. Yeah, like as if this is even a thing <laughs> yeah. anymore. We just actually Manual. rolled our hands up. Was yeah. like, now you hit the button. I know. I, matter of fact, I, my daughter was in once like with a car like that. That's all she wanted to do is uh, the window going up and down. <laughs> She goes, you yourself, that's Kids so are so cool. easily pleased nowadays. <laughs> you know what's so funny? What, uh, uh, dial phones. Um, oh, my, wow. My They're... nephews couldn't do it. They, they couldn't get through all seven numbers. They would go like, oh, I screwed it up. And oh, now, no, it's up. not seven anymore. It's ten. Because well, you need the, you need the no, area code they, now. You, yeah, but you can't do Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I did it, and I needed like three times. Then I got that rhythm, especially on the short one. Can you you imagine, like, we, we used to live in a world where it was only seven digits. There was no area codes in front, like, in front well, of it. We, we, I remember my first like cricket lane was, in Woodbridge. Uh, was nine, it started off originally 908. Yeah, because that was like that was the entire right. Then like, it, then New they Jersey. split to seven three two. Right, and then it just went fifteen different right. directions. And I remember I was 
855-0686. That was my Woodbridge number. Listen, well, you can I, go I, dial it. I don't know where it was the answer. 388 And then that became my dad's business line. And we were 381-9389. Um, Crazy. My friend Pat Calicchio, 381-2016. His mother still lives there. About a year and a half ago, I dialed the number and his mother answered. I said, Mr. Calicchio, it's Jimmy Blum. She goes, Jimmy, how you doing? Why are you calling? I'm like, because I know the number. <laughs> I just I like okay. I got the rhythm and everything was yeah, fine. My cousin John three eight two one eight four four. Everybody's gonna start calling people now. Then. Now of course I don't know anybody's. I don't know your number. I don't know yours. I call you guys all the time. Oh, it's your your. Just says Jimmy. It says Sturge. Yeah. You, you know what yours comes up as? Don't answer. <laughs> I know. <that. laughs> just like nope. Not, uh, today, Jimmy's, not today. Jimmy's Jimmy. calling. He's aggravated about something. <laughs> well, sometimes you know. Listen, uh, the, the the wonderful success here at the. Uh, here at the Chop Sports Network, but sometimes you need a coach in the back of the room saying, "Hang on, hang on, look who we're playing this week." Mm-hmm. Remember, it's like uh, you remember when the uh, Bill Parcells had a great line after uh, when the Giants uh, beat uh, to go to the Super Bowl, and he opened up his press conference by going like, "Remember Buffalo blew out there to go." They right, right, right. Parcells, everybody's all excited. He just went. Y'all saw what Buffalo did today. Like uh, letting everybody know, like I know we just beat we just beat um, uh, Joe Montana, but like yeah. Tony Romo had one of his greatest games. I think it was the second game that he ever played, and Parcells was the coach. And he's like, "You guys can put the anointing oil away." I know. <laughs> everybody, so calm great. down. He so had five great. touchdowns, six hundred yards passing, but let's let's not put him in the hall yet. You know, let's and, everybody relax. So plus, with technology, I get confused, and uh, um, sometimes uh, someone got in touch with me over Instagram. And he texted me, "Hey, it's it's so and so." I remember. I see all your Instagram stuff. Did you see that? I don't. Uh, I don't we'll, recall. We'll talk about it all yeah. day because I, I I don't want to say the guy's name. I got to find out what the hell he wants. Um, but yeah, sometimes I am the, the veteran voice in the back of the. I feel like I'm the old like D backs coach. I'm like, hey, you see that goddamn receivers running fast out there? We gotta get a body on them. <laughs> we run the ball on first down. So you just think we that we're running the hail mary every time? You're like, why don't you just can you can you get can you check to a run? Can you can you check it's so funny but anyway i had a great weekend um but yes april getting i digress april 1st i'm gonna be doing a comedy show i'm gonna be headlining a comedy show in avenel new jersey see what happens when you did the marino show people are like a high demand um, all of a sudden yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be jimmy palumbo and friends i don't know who the rest of the guys are gonna be maybe we'll do five comedians i don't know uh or three or four i'm not sure how many were at marino's just the three three i might do three um but it's gonna be at the avenel performing arts center actually i didn't even the contracts are just getting bounced around so i can announce it though so it's gonna be april 1st which will be i'm coming home to my it's my world colonia avenel uh give him hell from avenel all right we're going to have to uh, really I think Chop Sports is going to be, yeah. uh, this time we'll be heavily more involved yes. and uh, maybe we'll have videos and all that stupid stuff. Totally. And, uh, maybe we'll have all the podcasters there and maybe the sauce will be there. Yeah. And handing out flyers and uh, your favorite person Dina uh, Dina would be there she's <laughs> great um, I know uh, oh, by the way bought oh I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. she will she bought one of your shirts of course she did <laughs> of course she did she probably I saw the order come in I was like and oh, I, she, I, I, I mentioned I'm like are you yeah did she you make text, a mistake she texted me she probably got like a triple x so she'll wear it as like a pajamas oh, so yeah. that's why you know I gotta talk to Kyle you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I think I think that could go as a win for my, on my oh, number boy. You know all right but uh, no, I know he had a big weekend uh, with the gambling stuff like that. But yeah, crushed um, it again, man. I know you think it's a slippery slope. No, no, it, I like, do. I get it. I, it's listen, interesting. I, I, but I'm the kind of guy when it comes to gambling, like I'm a bitch. Like I, I can't. Like I'll bet like ten. 20 bucks. You know, like these guys are throwing hundreds well, of dollars. Out. I'm like, I can't I, afford that. I, I own I'm, a business. <laughs> well, I, well, I'll be honest with you. I think 
I think there's a, you know, we're not young, you know, if we were, uh, I, everywhere you look, every, from ESPN to the NFL, every sport, it's just gambling, 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 Very heavy. and parlays, and all this different stuff, and if you really, anything, I, I don't really gamble, but it's like everybody always tells, it's like uh, those middle bets when you're playing craps, you know, parlay means money for the, not for you, in Latin, okay? So all these companies that we're sponsored with and we're in bed with, and even, the, like, well, Sauce doesn't really do parlays as much. No, um, he, he's taught me not to. Right, yeah. Because so it's dumb. That's, but all these other um uh, yeah, the DraftKings and the, yeah, they all they, 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 they get, boost that stuff. They like, do this, this, and this, and if and I wonder these how many eight players score on Monday night, you'll win. And like, now, oh, okay. And I listen. I have a few accounts, and I laughed how how easy it is on your phone. A couple of cocktails, you're at the bar, mm-hmm. and you could bet a half of a game. So if you're watching Georgia Tech play uh, Linden, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, I could take Linden getting forty five right now. Like it just spreads. Uh, you're live betting. Game, you live betting. betting. Yeah, dude. If you're like it's twenty, very scary you're thing. twenty-two years old, man, like you can get. I, I and think, you got some fun money, no responsibilities. Yeah, and a little bit of a, a a little bit of a ghost thing in that whole thing. Uh, women are doing it. Women are betting more than they ever have on those apps. They yeah. get into it and they don't know what they're doing. And listen. I mean, most people stop before. It's like having a beard. Not every guy that has a beard becomes an alcoholic. Right. But with gambling, I wonder how many kids out there between the ages of, say, 20 and 26, they didn't really tell their parents, but they got like $7,000 credit card debt because well, of gambling. Well, here's, here's the problem is that it's become now a, a younger thing where, like, the, the mainstream shows, like, I don't know if you read, but Pat McAfee, right? Yeah. He just cashed in. He makes $30 million over the next four years or $40 million over the yeah. next four years to do a podcast. And a show, a live show, very similar to what we do. Obviously, his production is a little better because I got that much money. Right. But the whole thing is sponsored by FanDuel. I know. FanDuel said, here's $40 million. Get everybody to bet with us. And, right. and that's what he does. And there's a segment of every show where it's like, hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're betting. This is what we're betting. And like every consumer, the the viewer, they're they're all over it. They are all and over listen, it. Listen, and now even when we talk about sports, like... There was always guys that talked about the spread, but like you guys, uh, you you guys are very technical when it comes to your sports knowledge for sure. Um, it's oh, the, the, like the spread comes up, and I, as a fan, like I don't care that the Giants might have covered the spread. I don't care about that. But if you're a gambler, you care. You care. That's it. What but if you don't you're a care fan about, you don't care. Then that's what, fine. What you don't care about is that the Giants won or lost. You care that they covered. There's a lot of fans like that now where it's they just bad. care. I don't like it. The, you know, it's I don't like, like that generation of a fan. And that, even the, the fan, some of the fantasy stuff gets complicated. And I know we're we're about to get in bed with something pretty cool with that. But I may maybe I'll dabble in that and have some fun with it. But again, then again, the other argument but is that's a controlled environment. Well, that's, you know the, what I'm saying. The other, the other argument is it's entertainment. So people go. They go play miniature golf, and they bring their they bring their, they go four couples go. They spend eighty, ninety, hundred dollars on a Friday night, uh, entertaining playing miniature golf at one of those big places. Mm-hmm. So why can't you entertain yourself by betting a hundred dollars on NFL games? You know, so it's really about enter. You go to when you go to Atlantic City or Vegas. Most people you go there, yeah, you go for shows and parties and girls and all that stuff. But like you gamble a little bit, so it's absolutely. Part of, Instead of going to see a show, maybe you gamble that $200 ticket you were going to blow on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So uh, not everybody becomes a degenerate gambler, but now it's like so easy it's to It's very do. accessible, and it's very like, hey, just drop your credit card info here and, right. and, and go, go, go. And it's the fi- I think these companies make the $5, 10, the $5 and $10 bet guy, that's where they make their money because it's, it's, 
They're not looking for 40 guys to do that. They're trying to get 10 million people to bet $5 on a game. And, you know, the more more bets, the house always wins. Yeah, I mean, um, I just, I, I right wonder, now I'm up, right? But right. I know if I dabble tonight in tonight's game, I'll, I'll give it back. I, I wonder if there's going to be a bubble on all this. What do you mean? With the, uh, the, the sports gambling, uh, with advertising and this and that. I mean, it's too big like, now. It's too big. There's, there's every, it's there's too big teams that are sponsored by... These these DraftKings. No, it's, it's, the, it's on their jerseys. It's on now. their jerseys. I walked in, I did a tour of Dallas, uh, Texas Stadium in, in the other a uh, couple months back. There's an entire yeah, bar with the DraftKings logo. Okay, but entire bar. I'll give you I'll give you an example. It was the Cowboy game. And by the way, what I'm about to say did not happen. I'm just giving you a scenario. Cowboys are up by 14 mm-hmm. with not that much time left. You know, still some time. And Dak Prescott rolls out and he clear vision. And he threw it right to that linebacker. And I say to myself, that's all it takes. It takes a couple of guys, God forbid, you know, for billions of dollars on the side. You know. That that was the play that I even said. It looked. It, it didn't look right. Like, exactly. it didn't, it didn't it look like the guy I know Dak he no, was sailing a couple way, balls. Let's be clear about this. We are not saying Dak Prescott. No, no, no. But I'm saying but you he look was at that sailing play. the balls. But this one was directly in the guy's chest. Right. And, and I'm like, and, and he how did you even, not see him? And and he was looking right at him. It wasn't like it was like it was almost, weird. It was almost like eye contact. Like I know. Here you go. Here you go. I know. Here and it so comes. right in your you basket. Wonder, you wonder, like especially with like the NBA. There's a couple documentaries on that one college kid. But like these kids are young, so like you go back to your dorm. Now do you know? Just, do you know what happened immediately after that? To make it 20. All right, so they score that touchdown after that right. pick six, right? It's now 27-20. Right. The Cowboys are favored by six and a half. They blocked the extra point. Right. Come on. Like, I that's know. the kind it, of shit the, you're but, like, wait a minute. Come well, on. Well, that's the thing. Like, you It's know, scary, bro. And now, I think the professional guys, you know, they're making a lot of money. There's a lot to lose. Plus, they won't make... Like, someone like Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott is probably going to make... He's clearing, like, ridiculous <laughs> money. But even... But he's also 12 years old yet. Like, right. and when he's 50 or 60, he'll still be making money off the NFL. Uh, announcing. Right. Uh, Romo makes more money now than right. he did when he was playing. Uh, and so, but, but what about the college kids, man? Well, this NIL stuff is getting fishy to me, man. Yeah. Not fishy, but like it's turning, it's turning the, the so what, portal what? into a free agency pool. Like you know what I want you know what I wonder like for instance like again I'm not this is just hypothetical mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy saying every game's fixed I'm t- for now right like like Rutgers lost to Lafayette right and you wonder like kids at the dorm hey bro 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 you guys gonna blow them out like keep it close keep it close and these they're 19 years old when you were how many dumb things did you do when you were 18 years old well, you, too you many do, that we, can we, count we do dumb things now now at 36 yeah right so I, I'm wondering like hey man all of a sudden. The game went on and Lafayette wasn't in on it, and all of a sudden, Rutgers loses. Did you ever right? see? Uh, did you ever see the movie um, Blue Chips with Nick yeah, Nolte? It's uh, Tony, the the one character Tony. They're like, did you shave points? Like, did you take money to miss a couple shots yeah. to keep it close? And turned out, yeah, he yeah. Did. So I you wonder know, so what all this. Not and it's not far. like in the old days you had to go to uh, Vinnie Boombots on the corner. And make now, it, you now you're on your phone. phone, right? And it could be done at the half. You could wink at it. You could wink at your buddy in the stands. Two winks means that. I mean, I just think, I think something in the next two. Jimmy Palumbo predicts <laughs> something really weird is going to happening with this whole gambling thing in pro sports. Because the minute the games are fixed, it becomes highlight and professional wrestling, and you're in trouble. Right. So between- I don't know how hard. See, look, 
and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but there's been people out there on the Twitter, right, former players that have been censored since their tweets of saying, like, I can't believe I gave 10 years of my body to a game that's scripted. We all signed this document right before everything starts, and we're not supposed to say anything. I'm done being silent, blah, blah, blah. Then they fall off the face of the earth. Right. So, and you can't touch the NFL. The NFL will find you and kill you. Right. You know what I mean? I know. So they're, they're the I mob. Just... And it's like, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder, like, especially when these spreads come out and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But then, like, the final score comes out and you're like, what? What, what about like, the refs? Pass interference calls. That's all you got to do. Now, all of a sudden, that's brand new. What, what about a, baseball? Umpires, balls and strikes. How many times you watch? During a regular season, no one's really watching balls right. and strikes. Playoff oh. game, versus the Yankees. Yeah. Well. You watch, you know, 2 and 0 count, 1 on 1 count, it's. It's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the umpire just decides not to call that outside strike after four, five innings of doing that. And you wonder sometimes. The NBA ref wrote a book about it. And he got caught. He got caught. He got so, caught. He, so you're saying he's the only guy that's doing it? That's what I'm saying. And now everybody's got it. I find it nearly impossible I, to think that he's uh, the only so one. Again, and I'm not saying Dak Prescott or Rutgers did it. I just think... We are opening up a Pandora's box of possibly these kids doing stupid stuff like point shaving and 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 throwing a game. Yeah, think about it. All your buddies can go heavy bet on it, and it could be your buddy like in L.A. So they can't track it. Right. Make my buddy put the ten thousand dollars. I had to put in. ready for this. This is how easy it is, and I'm not saying this. I did this illegally because I don't think it's illegal. But my buddy hit me up over the weekend. He wanted to bet on the UFC, but he's a bouncer at a uh, strip club in New York. He couldn't make the bet from his phone. So he's like, Dave, here's my login. Right. Go log in. I'll give you money to do this for me. Okay. And, now, and I was like, all right. Like, but, well, but, why am I going to say no? And now all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a bookie. Oh, yeah. But now, <laughs> wait, so, but you, that was just a bet. Now, what if there was like, you know, shenanigans going on? I just think something's going to go down. Yeah. I could be wrong. You, maybe, listen, you know what? Far, maybe I'm old and everybody's looking at me. No, no. But listen, uh, also a shout out to Absolute Eyewear. We didn't do a live read today or last couple of weeks because. Janine and Craig and I were, were coming up with a new ad for them. I'm still going to do the library because it's been three weeks. I haven't done Bob Shepard. It's been um, a while. That's been around. Your attention, please. Now going to Absolute Eyewear. So at least I got a little Bob Shepard. But we're going to be having a new ad for them. But there'll be a produced ad in the middle of the spot that Dave's going to throw in. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Dave, for coming in. That's it for the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Uh, next week, we will have a very special guest. We never do. But you say that all the time. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get Ralph Macho. I'm supposed to get maybe Artie I said Artie that today again. On, a, on a Zoom call. I, you know what? I, Chris DiStefano, uh, uh, Macho, Artie will probably come on. Maybe I'll call Artie, have Artie on again, find out what the hell he's doing. Uh, his his podcasts are doing well. So, I mean, maybe I'll get on Artie's podcast. There you go. Know, so I'll give him a call. Um, all right, kids. We'll see you next week. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?